0: Hi, I'm Ben Stravins. He's O. Scott. Hi. And we We watch anything. We trawl the depths of Netflix to find three films of the same genre, of the same genre, and watch them so you don't have to. I take one. He takes one.
1: And there's one we both watch.
0: So you know what to add to your queue.
1: Or flush down the loo.
0: Yes, ladies and gentlemen, listeners, and, well, just listeners, we still have not changed the intro. But then again, no one has suggested one, which probably means that no one cares. However, we care. And uh, we're going to hold it to ransom. If you don't tweet us or email us at wewatchanything or wewatchanything at gmail.com, we're just going to go ahead and change it ourselves and make something up off the bat.
1: Yes, although... It's been... I've I now quite like it.
0: Oh. <laughs> Maybe we need to talk about
1: this off microphone. <laughs> yeah, let's let's save this for another time, dude. <laughs> please send them in. Please send them in. Don't listen to me. <laughs> right, so this this time you chose the genre and you chose yes, sports films, which... I did. As we said last time, I was really pleased you chose sports films because it just... Just as disaster films really got me thinking about why mm. I love disaster films, I just... I really enjoyed just sitting around thinking about my favourite sports films, why I love sports. sports films, what kind of sports films I liked. And yeah, I found it a really interesting sort of thing to, to ponder.
0: Well, that's good. I'm very glad. Um, whereas I was trawling through Netflix going, oh God, there's so many options for sport films. Because there really are. Yeah. They, they sort of tend to fall into three camps. And the biggest by far is documentaries. Yeah, And I was thinking about sports docs. And I just kind of figured... We'll do documentaries another time, and maybe like we'll do sports docs as a sub genre of documentaries. Definitely. But yeah. I didn't want it to be because um, there, there were basically there are about fifteen thousand documentaries on <laughs> I was like, Oh, cool! I really want to see that. And it's and it's. A, I mean, you're predisposed if it's a subject you're interested in. You're you're predisposed. To enjoy it, I guess. Mm. Maybe not. Maybe if it's a subject you're interested in and they do it badly, then you're predisposed to hate it. But in general, I think if it's a if it's a doc subject that you're into, then you're kind of like you're going to be interested from day one. Whereas, I figured if it's a sports entertainment movie, then you know you, you're not invested in it already, unless it's a sport that you dearly love. But then you know you're on the fence maybe. But uh, as I was saying, there's sort of it seems like there's three kind of permutations really. There's there's the documentaries. There's the serious last chance. Dra-
1: you being the one that's currently being flagged up on Netflix a lot. A lot. Yes, yes, yeah, that? yeah,
0: absolutely. No, I haven't at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's the sort of serious dramas, very much like Creed, which has just appeared on Netflix here in the UK. Yes. Um, and then there's kind of goofball movies. Yeah. And um, I figured, yes, the dramas have have their place, and yes, they could be good. But actually, a lot of the sports dramas on Netflix seem to be stuff I'd already heard of. Hmm. I was seeing a lot of stuff like The Fighter, The Wrestler, Creed, things that I already knew about. And there was an awfully big pot of goofball sports movies that... um... (laughs) That yeah. I knew nothing about and probably should have left alone, but uh, but no, that's, that's that's where I thought we could sort of dip our beak. As well, to, to
1: be honest, uh, there's also like a kind of subgenre of definitely chills or children's orientated sports movies. For example, the Six Strong. I think there are six films of the of the Airbud films. Have you heard of these? They're no. about. Uh, they're so are basically it's like the whitey ducks. A, no, the, no, they're, it's a dog that plays sport. It's not animated. I think they it looks like they're quite dated, like sort Is of around a bit the two thousand. Like, um, it's of... like Marley and Me but with sports oh great so I saw, <laughs> I saw a clip of I, I sort of just turned one on and there was a, a what looked like a golden retriever taking a penalty
0: so essentially it's it's sort of Britain's Got Talent but done on a sports movie because oh my god my daughter got into the Pudsey movie and <laughs> watched it on repeat and really that thing is an abomination against my screen oh, every time I walked into the sitting room there she was just watching this <laughs> terrible terrible thing because she loves dogs yeah but you're right yeah the kids the kids sort of thing is is quite a big and i guess that's that that sort of still has its place in the goofball thing we sort of touch on that Mm. this week with the three movies that we did so um well yeah but we'll get there that's i mean that's 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 for our third movie really so for the first movie for the one that i lovingly placed in your lap Mm -hmm. what did what did i give you johnno what did you think of it hit it
1: well thank you ben my film that you gave me was million dollar arm from 2014 and as that might sound um it's about baseball okay um mm. right i love a sports film i we talked about rocky last time and you're mm. not particularly liking it um but I, don't I mean
0: hate it it just doesn't really no it just lungs. doesn't do it for you so yeah
1: and it's certainly it spawned loads of rubbish imitations didn't oh, of it? course and and that and, and that's Uh, that's perhaps what's what's annoying about it you know or what might put you off it but anyway i love a baseball film i really do oh good and and the thing is i don't i don't have a baseball film that's in my top 10 films but there are loads of Mm. baseball movies i've i've sort of enjoyed very much over the years and i kind of um i I like baseball itself i went to see a game once in i think 93 or 4 um in the atlanta braves and um yeah, I, I, I just like baseball, and I, I've seen um, The Natural with Robert Redford, which mm-hmm. is which is good, but my God, it's cheesy at times, but it's still <laughs> genuinely good. Um, the Rookie with Dennis Quaid, do you yeah. remember that one? That's quite a good film. Eight Men Out, which is about the Black Sox scandal, that's quite good. And I've not seen...
0: I Bull think... Durham? Have you seen Bull Durham? No, I've never got around to seeing Bull no, Durham. No, neither have I. That's terrible. No. We both have a a, a big hole, as it well. No,
1: and another one that I've always heard is a really good early one, is from... Um, Oh, the uh, Gary Cooper! Uh, it's got Yankees in the title, Pride of Yankees. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah which yeah. I've never seen, but apparently that's a really good one from from nineteen forty something, I think it is.
0: And there's a League of Their Own as well, a bit of.
1: Yeah, like, I've Gina never Day seen Wilson. that one either. you never
0: seen League of Their Own? I haven't <laughs> seen, seen it in it. years, but I remember really enjoying it when I saw it. It was, oh, of, you know, heartwarming okay. and stirring.
1: Okay, and I've got one more baseball recommendation yes. that I've not seen for years, but it's so bad, it's good. It awesome. was called, it's a definite silly, bad family fun film, and it's called mm. Rookie, Rookie of the Year. I've and heard it's of got, that. Yeah, it's got the young dude from American Pie. I can't remember which one to tell you about, which character, from American Pie. I can't remember the name of the actor, but he's oh, okay. the one who's... Stifler? No, not Stifler. I definitely remember him. He's the one that's got a manual that, to- that shows him how to successfully... Um,
0: oh, the main... Oh no no! The, the guy... kind of main
1: guy, but not the guy who um, ejaculates who in his underpants. Yeah, no, yeah. the
0: dude who's going out with Tara Reid.
1: Yeah, yes, him, yes, him. Oh uh, he's yeah, got yeah, a I young him in it it's and and basically it's really silly film because he breaks his arm or something but it breaks in a way that means when it heals he's suddenly really good at
0: pitching
1: <laughs> and so he becomes a major it, league is it on pitcher On a cancer <laughs> or something and yeah I, I can't remember how they justify the silliness but he becomes a major league pitcher for the chicago cubs you know he plays even though he's a kid who's 10 or something
0: awesome. it's really it's really silly fun have, have you ever been in a batting cage because no. like here, here in this country, we don't know few and far between. But no. when I was living in Japan, they they're, they're big on their baseball. support is a pretty big baseball city. And um, I went to some batting cages. And seriously, as someone who's never grown up playing baseball, it's the hardest thing in the world. <laughs> these these balls just fly past your head. You just let, like still. Hold, I'm holding the bat a bit like a cricket bat for a start, which is not a, the best way. But it's just basically it was like 20 minutes of me just swinging at thin air as these things just whip past my face. And I was like, mm. yeah, maybe maybe this should be better done not in a here, more yeah, more practice. Bad. Le-
1: leave Leave this to people who aren't me.
0: Yeah, because like my, my American friends go in there and they're like just tonking the balls for miles. I'm like, Yeah, no, I'm an idiot. I feel even
1: worse now. <laughs> I had a Canadian friend who did something similar to me. Yeah. Um, that sounds suspicious. Um, well, I was also going to quickly mention cricket on film, and and I'll explain why in a second. Mm. But, well, I, um, I think
0: I did, didn't I? Well, I think one of the movies I found was a cricket movie, but well, I wasn't sure whether it was going to be pants or not.
1: Okay, well, this is the thing. There's a, the, okay, I'll get. So the the reason I wanted to mention cricket is because Million Dollar Arm, my film, I'm getting to it in a second, people, I promise, um, has it has a is a is a baseball film with a dash of cricket sprinkled on top. Oh, um, so I'm, what I'm saying all this is because. It, Maybe this so is a I film I'm pre- the one with cricket. Yeah, I think you did do. It, I am predisposed to like this film, liking both yes. cricket and baseball. And um, I just wanted to very quickly mention one more cricketing thing, which is, do you remember the Bodyline miniseries from the mid-80s?
0: Yes, I do. What that, was that? It, to explain that to anyone who's listening.
1: Okay. In the mid-80s, there was a co-British uh, and Australian TV production, and it was about this famous series in the 1930s where... Our cricket, the English cricketers' bold body line, which is what it sounds like, it was bowling at the body. It was just not cricket. It was very nasty. They were bowling at people's heads. People got injured, but it was their way of of trying to beat a brilliant Australian team that had the best cricketer of all time in it. Anyway, it had a very young um, Hugo Weaving as the evil English oh, really? ca- captain Douglas Jardine. Yeah. Oh, and one more cricket game um, film, Lagan, I think it is L A G A A N. It's a Indian epic, and it climaxes it's set in the time of the Raj and it's, and it's awesome. It ends with the, the, um, Indian villagers needing a six off the final ball. It's kind of, (laughs) it's really over the top, but it's kind of awesome. Anyway, sorry, everyone. I've really burbled million dollar arm 2014. Here's my quick summary. Okay. And this is the reason I've talked about cricket and baseball. It's based on a true story. Mm -hmm. It's the story of a sports agent who is desperate for clients. Um, and in a last ditch attempt to turn around the fortunes of his of his business yeah he he comes up with the idea that india represents a vast um uh, untapped market of baseball fans oh okay yeah so so the idea is he wants to go to the land of cricket find some indian born dudes who can bowl fast and turn them into pitchers uh. and, and get them in the major leagues Okay that, that's it in a nutshell, but an important thing to explain is that he, he isn't just finding pitches. He wants to um he wants to discover them on live T V. He wants to make an X Factor style program and that in program India. Yeah, in India and okay. that program is called Million Dollar Arm. Ah, gotcha. Because the winner um gets a million
0: dollar contract.
1: S- yeah, scoops a million dollars and Boom. a trip to the US to train for the majors. So it's a huge publicity stunt and, and it yeah. really happened. Um so, so that's the basic setup. Um, John Hamm is the is the main guy. He's the agent. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, so he's the Mad Men guy.
0: He's the um, Mad Men guy and um, bridesmaids as well, which is interesting because I've got a bridesmaids connection coming up in mine. How wonderful! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: then, um, <laughs> then um, I'll go through the cast because it's got a good cast. I mean, yeah. the. Um, the two Indian players that he ends up discovering, I please forgive my pronunciation of their names. I'm just not sure, but Madhur Mittal is one of them, and he he, he plays the sort of hoodlum brother in Slumdog Millionaire. Okay, okay. yeah, yeah. The, the older brother, yeah. And then the other guys, Suraj Sharma, who's was in Life of Pi, which I've not seen yet. Have you seen Life I of Pi? I haven't seen yet? it. I've
0: read it, but I haven't seen it. But uh, the book okay. was cracking.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well. Anyway, um, um, Bill Paxton. I love Bill Paxton. He's oh. in this. He plays um a sort of slightly. He's just a coach who who has slightly out there methods. Um, and he's awesome. Um,
0: yes, he is.
1: Anyway, but I mean, so, so to give you a slightly more background, so John Hamm at the start is down to his last dime, relatively speaking. He's just been turned down. At the start of the film, the very first thing you see is him being turned down by a big American linebacker who's not going to join his sports agency or whatever. Okay, fine. Um, Then within the first 10 minutes of the film, he comes up with his idea of visiting the land of cricket to find pitches. And then the film moves to India for about a third of the running time. Mm -hmm. And by this time, we understand more of his character, the John Hamm character, he's... He's not shallow, but he's in, he, he like he goes on about dating models. He doesn't want to settle down. He likes beautiful ladies who he can have his you know way with So he's
0: quite like his character in Mad Men and Bridesmaids.
1: I suppose so. Having not seen either of those, I can't comment further. <laughs> <laughs> um and there are some cool scenes the India section is is probably the best bit of the film. It's it, it the film loves a montage and there are loads of montages. Who doesn't love age- a montage? Yeah, well indeed. And they travel around India and it's so, basically, they, he, he goes to different parts of India with this sort of, we, we meet this grouchy scout who's coming with okay. him, who's this sort of, who's played by Alan Arkin. Do you remember Alan Arkin? What do you from def- MASH? Is he in MASH? I, can't, I don't know MASH yeah, he's well the enough. main
0: character in MASH. Like, I don't mean the movie. I yeah, I mean the TV show.
1: Oh, well, I only ever watched the Oh, no, it was, I was
0: Alan Alder. No, that's Alan Alda.
1: Oh, you dozy... No, yeah. No, Alan Arkin,
0: not. I do know Alan Arkin. Though. Yeah, you he's, definitely he's know him. Young, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, no, he's old now. I That's mean, what he I pl- mean. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so well, let's start again. Alan Whether Arkin. not
0: young, is often classified as old. <laughs>
1: Sorry. I think I, have missed out. I missed out a word. But anyway, I mean, I remember him from being Yasarian in Catch-22. Oh, fine, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, he's in loads of stuff and he's always awesome. He played. you know, he's just a naturally funny person and in yeah. this he plays this sort of grouchy scout who refuses to actually watch what's going on he just he sleeps all the time and listens because he can hear how fast these people are throwing anyway john ham and this grouchy scout and this sort of played for laughs indian translator travel india in this series of montages watching people throw and none okay, of them yeah. can throw and then eventually you know there's some quite cool scenes where they they eventually do find, you know, they, they've got like a speed gun and everyone's mm-hmm. throwing it like 30 miles per hour or whatever. And then they start, you know, they find their first sort of ones who could throw a bit faster. And eventually they, they're about 20 kids they've gathered together. And there's a climax where you see the sort right. of program itself where yeah. um, our two guys, who you know are going to be the ones who come first and second, do yes. come first and second. <laughs> a yeah, 'cause Yeah, because we've seen some background for them. And um, they're whisked to L.A., And the rest of the film is their efforts to, you know, get better and ultimately get picked. Um, Yes. So this is definitely a sports film. Mm. All I would say is that, like I say, I like a baseball film. And if you're a baseball film fan wanting to see (laughs) baseball matches very specifically you are going to be a bit disappointed because there's just I don't want to give away too much but there's no big match all right there are Okay big, there's no, no okay fine yeah there's, there's no sort of exciting oh he's going to steal the second base there's there are big moments but mm. no big match so it's a
0: bit of a shame So yeah you do hope to have at least one like a <laughs> yeah. you know like like i mentioned to any given sunday last time and that's just full of crunching tackles and big yeah. fat, like football action
1: yeah so in a sense this film reminded me of The Rookie with Dennis Quaid now The Rookie is was from 2002 I looked it up again and I think I'm right that that, it was that time that year and that's about again based on a true story and Dennis Quaid plays a guy who he's just a um, a coach for a football for a a school baseball team Mm -hmm. but who can pitch really fast and his students sort of persuade him they have a sort of bet that he he should go and try out for the major leagues, and the film is all about him eventually getting to the point, and only right at the end does he actually finally get to, you know, the Play climax. Again. And this film is similar, although there's like I say, there's no big match. But are, there's, there are,
0: are there any cricket matches in it? No,
1: well, that's one of the sort of jokes about it is that it turns out that the two guys, and this is a true, this is true as well, that the two guys aren't really into cricket, neither of them <laughs> like cricket, and didn't play cricket. So the whole idea, which was right. to find a past bowler and turn him into a pitcher, doesn't end up happening. They just
0: turn two guys into pitchers. <laughs> oh, but I mean, I think it's quite cool because you just reminded me. I think it's quite cool that it is a true story.
1: Yeah, exactly. And okay, so coming to a couple of scenes I liked, from a from the perspective of a British viewer, there is something fun about the Eureka scene when John Hamm's character comes up with the his idea. Yeah. Because he's um he's at home, he's pissed off, bad things have happened, and he's surfing channels and he's just had a conversation about cricket, quite an amusing conversation where he's just sort of basically slagged off cricket. Um just said has no idea
0: what it's all about. And I'm trying he's... to teach a class of Japanese students the rules of cricket once It was the biggest <laughs> like, dark alley I've ever gone down. You <laughs> to, no, but what he, it, it <coughs> there's six balls and then he's got to run between those and, and they just look at you with this look of total blanking of your head. Here. You know what? Let's we'll talk about that another time.
1: <laughs> oh, that sounds really hilarious. <laughs> um uh, Yeah, so he he so this Eureka scene, going back to my, my brilliant mm. chat. Um he's he's flicking the channels and he and he sees some cricket yeah and then and then he sees a little bit of x factor as in uh. the british x factor and he gives the idea, and, and, and it, within the film, he's flicking back and forth between those two things. And there's something <laughs> really nice about the fact that this absolute crux of the whole film happens. And in the background, to my, you hear this really boring commentary about Matthew Pryor's batting average. You know? <laughs> and then you see Anton Deck gurning, saying, you weren't expecting that, did you, kind of thing. Because it's the Susan Boyle performance. you know. Oh, from...
0: so that'll, that'll be Britain's Got Talent, in fact, to be, to be very boring at you. Oh, is
1: it? Oh yeah. god, I knew that. I Could knew that. The BGT. Okay, thank you dude. Okay, well in which case it's her on Britain's Got Talent. Yeah. And versus cricket being cricket. <laughs> and cricket, cricket, cricket. Anyway, so that's what gives him the idea. And okay, so this is the thing. I, I really I enjoyed this film, mm. but it's too long. It's 2 hours long. And it's strange. It's an uplifting story. Yeah. It's it's quite nicely told. It's definitely told in a family orientated way. And there are no swears in this film as far as I can remember. And and the humour that because there is definitely sort of bits that are played for laughs and it's very you know, you could watch it with a young teenager kind of thing. That sounds creepy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you don't have to watch it with anyway. <laughs> do you know uh, it's mean? preferably one that you're related to if you do.
1: All right, uh, put it another way, I reckon you could watch this with ten year olds, kind of thing. Uh, okay, that also fine. sounds creepy. <laughs> I'm going to stop mentioning young children and watching yeah, films. That's probably
0: a really good idea. Do, you, but yeah, and but here's, I guess here's an important question: you could watch it with ten year olds, but would they be bored?
1: Yes, I think they would. Possibly, it's just it's a bit bland and careful along the way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And, and, And I just think there's something about baseball, you know, because like I was saying earlier, I love a baseball film, but it does seem to make people go all dewy-eyed and they get all reverential and slow. They can't tell stories quickly. This is a (laughs) two-hours film. And I honestly think it would have been so much better if it was a bit more snappy, a bit more hour-and-a-half length kind of thing. And, you know, The Natural with Robert Redford, it's a great film Mm. in in lots of ways, but, oh, my God, it's so sentimental and so slow at times. And, yeah, there's just something about, I think, baseball that attracts this kind of filmmaking. I'd still recommend people give this a go. And yeah. I think in ways quite a good kind of... To see if you're into the film is is go to the the bit with... Um, I thought it was X Factor, but actually it's Britain got, Britain's Got Talent. The Britain's Got Talent Eureka cricket montage watching thing. bit. Mm. Montage bit. But just when he comes up with the idea. And I think watch the first bit when he first gets to India and see if you're enjoying it then. Watch the first 20 minutes because... It, you, you already can tell the sort of pace the film's going at. Sure. And and you can decide whether you're liking it, because, like I say... I'm going to be
0: just entirely honest with you. Mm. I'm not going to watch it. After after this review, it's just not really... <laughs> I guess it's one of oh, those like nice two short things. <laughs> yeah. It just feels like, you know what? You've done it, so I don't have to. <laughs> and I feel like I've seen... like I, I can just see... I can sort of feel the movie. I don't have two hours to spend on something that I'm just going to go... Yeah, it's all right about, I don't think. Yeah. Like, I'm, I th- I'm quite yeah. happy like, going to leave that one alone.
1: I feel a bit sad, though. I don't want to put you <laughs> off the film wholly.
0: No, well, no, no. no. I mean, look, dude, you, all you've done is review it, and that's fine. But to me, it sounds mm. like a pretty solid C. Um, <laughs> yeah. And a two-hour-long C about a fairly sort of, I guess, ex- an exciting cricket plus baseball, but then it just sounds like a, a relatively sort of um, run-of-the-mill, fish-out-of-water story.
1: Yeah, I and I think it is that, and I did think about this long and hard, I didn't want to give it a D, because I don't think it worked, deserves a D, but I couldn't give it a B or an A, because I've got to save that for the films I really love, yes. so it is going to have to be a C, a
0: solid but... met C, but the, the fact that you even thought about dipping into the D camp makes me even more wary of it, and I'm definitely not watching it now. Don't be oh. sad, you've just been honest. <laughs>
1: Alright, All right, dude,
0: well, over to you, what did you watch? Well, I did slightly stack the deck in my favour, maybe. Although I did, you know, run these <laughs> options past you. Um, I, I gave myself Semi-Tough, which is a slice of 70s Burt Reynolds and Chris Christopherson American football movie. Although, in a parallel to yours, there is very, very little football
1: Oh no, really? In this
0: movie. Yeah.
1: Oh, i suppose. Oh, there's a, oh I'm disappointed
0: there's, already. There's a couple of sequences of um of some action in, in games sort of near the top and a couple at the end cuz they sort of make um, it and everyone playoff. obviously looks a bit old and mustachy. It's not just sort of full of <laughs> lean toned athletes. But it is essentially when you bring when you bring it down to it it's it's, it's Burt Reynolds and Chris Christopherson which is going to be it has to go a pretty long way to mess that up as far as i'm concerned
1: that is a very manly it's a very duo. manly
0: duo they spend a lot of time you know lounging around or dressed in pads because there's like there's some locker room stuff don't get me wrong it's there's not you know it's not entirely removed from the field um oh, thank but God. uh it is uh, it's, it's it's about a love triangle though in many ways so these guys are football players at the kind of top of their game and they uh, they live in a bizarre way together with the daughter of the owner of the team. Right. And she's a bit of a free-spirited kind of uh, been married a few times and always ditches the dude. She's quite sassy. She's great. She is played by and I don't know how to pronounce her last name. Jill, I think it's Kleber. C-L-A-Y-B-R-J. Jill Kleber who um, you would know, this is where the Bridesmaids Connection comes in. She plays Ah. Kristen Wieg's Mum in Bridesmaids. Okay. If you remember her. she's well, like Well no, because
1: 'cause I've still not seen Bridesmaids. Oh
0: no. I know it's awful. I'm gonna to have to send you that and Pitch Perfect and put the gun to you and make you watch him. But um she plays her mother in Bridesmaids, uh
1: No do no, do 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 dude,
0: do 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 dude. I'm gonna to have to
1: interrupt you. Yes. I've watched Pitch Perfect.
0: Oh, you said you hadn't.
1: I hadn't last time, but because you recommended it,
0: I watched it. Oh my word, I'm not gonna say it. What did you think? No.
1: It's awesome.
0: It is. It is utterly awesome.
1: <laughs> in fact, I was. Go- <laughs> in fact, I was going to mention it because, in, in a strange way, sorry, we'll get back to yours in a sec. But yeah. in a strange way, Pitch Perfect is like a sports movie, isn't it? I mean, it's definitely it a post-Rocky sports movie. Very, it has very all those like in- a
0: sports movie. It is entirely yeah. like a sports movie. Yes.
1: If you if you opened it up, if you broadened it out to sort of like include, I don't know, a competition movies, then yeah, Pitch no, no. Perfect it is totally definitely is a sports there. movie. It has
0: all the same structure as a sports movie. It's yeah
1: yeah. yeah. No, I definitely I wanted to thank you. You recommended Pitch Perfect, what, about a month ago? Yeah. I've watched
0: it. It's awesome. It is awesome. That film sticks a smile on your face every time you watch it. It's brilliant.
1: Definitely. Yeah. Um, oh, The last song was a disappointment. Go on.
0: Uh, yeah. um, but mm. the boys' one is amazing. Um, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> so, heading back to Bruce Willis and Chris Gustafson <laughs> and Jill Klaver. who unfortunately. Bruce Willis? No, oh, sorry, Burt Reynolds. Sorry. Come I had on. to cut in there, dude. That's Go fine. Um, so. Burt Reynolds, Chris and Jill Clayburgh, who is in *Bridesmaids* and many, many other things, and unfortunately, I found out passed away about five years ago, which is a real shame. Huh. But she was great, and she is great in this film. She is probably the best thing in this. I, I, I really enjoy her in it, but um, she's very cool. She's free-spirited. She's kind of um, pretty, but more kind of in that girl next door kind of like seventies way, as opposed to just you know everyone looking like their model,
1: uh, yeah. who
0: you know happens to be a normal person. So she lives with Chris Christopherson and Burt Reynolds, and they just, for the first, like, I don't know, like 20, 20 minutes, halfway around the film, they just sort mm. of bum around as, uh, as mates, really. They, it starts off um, with this football game, and it's all very, like, the first sort of 15 minutes. It takes you, I mean, it takes us two minutes and 50 seconds until Burt Reynolds does one of his laughs. And that, <laughs> and that was an awesome moment. As soon as you get like, the Burt Reynolds laugh, which I'm just not going to try and imitate. no, oh, um, God, no. Uh, then he you, like, you does that, and you're like, oh, this is awesome. I'm in Cannibal Run land. I'm in smoking in the Bandit land. And trust me, I love Cannibal Run. Um, yeah, me too. And there's a lot of sort of locker room banter. It's building itself up as kind of like, yeah, this picture of these kind of quite macho guys. It's all very that 70s kind of um, Burt Reynolds-y slick one-liner, sort of ping, 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 ping all the time. Yeah. Um, What it does feel like, which you can tell, is that it was adapted from a book. And it does, you can feel that, it has that sort of booky structure. It feels like an adapted novel. Now, I've done a bit of reading about it, and some people who love the novel, and the writer of the novel himself found it, they said there wasn't enough football in it. And the the, the, sort of the crux of the the story of the the novel has a lot more of like the football and their love triangle. Whereas this does take a deviation, um, which is kind of interesting which I'll get to in a minute. But uh, essentially, there's the three of them living together. They bum around. They do this really cool thing, which I've never seen before, where they play dollar bill poker, where mm. you look at the serial number on the dollar bill, and that's your hand. And then you're just reading it and sort of bluffing, with it. and then the person who isn't bluffing wins the,
1: oh, wins the hand. Oh, that's cool. it's,
0: it's quite a cool thing. That um, fun. Uh, and there's these scenes where um, Jill Kleber is sort of trying to get Burt Reynolds to write a book. So they're talking to this literary agent who's going on about, who's basically just trying to get him to dish the dirt on what's happening inside the locker room and football and mm. stuff. And Burt Reynolds is just stringing him along about, you know, all these orgies that they have. And he's kind of like, "Yep, yeah, we have a pregame orgy. Cause it just really loosens you up. And the guy's just <laughs> lapping it up. And then they just sort of like, you know, just pull the rug out from under him. And the guy has this awesome speech. He's like, but you know what? I'm an intellectual and you're making fun of me but intellectuals are the jocks of the mind. <laughs> <laughs> Which is an awesome line. Um, it's called the jocks of the mind. That's genius. Yeah. <sighs> um, and then uh, there's a Bert Reynolds line that I can't repeat. Oh, okay. So it has a, has a very naughty word in it. But, okay, um, well, I don't want to know about it then. No, you just have to watch <laughs> it. Um, so you got those guys. And then as the film progresses, um, the romance develops... Between Chris Christopherson and Jill Claver. And that then creates. Well, I, I'd say, I was gonna say it creates friction. It doesn't really create friction, but it sort of sets off, sets Burt Reynolds off on a chain of events, let's say. And he starts kind of trying to undermine it. But not, not, not in that kind of way that he's gonna end up rolling around on the floor fighting with Christopherson, you know? Yeah. But that also, what, what that leads us into is the second half of the movie which is where it deviates a lot from the book and where people kind of who loved the book got annoyed with it, is that it starts to become an expose of those um of like uh of self help cults sort of thing.
1: Oh my god, I wasn't expecting that. No really?
0: No, actually so Chris Kristofferson gets into it and then he sort of says to Jill, like, you know, you've got to kind of if we're gonna to be together, you know, and she's like, Yeah, yeah, totally, I'll go and do it. And they go on to this seminar and it's, it's the seminar, the guy like, shuts the door and goes, Right, you're all assholes and no one's allowed to go to the toilet and just breaks, you know, spends his day where he breaks them down and people wet themselves. But they, they by the end of the day, they're proud to be wetting themselves.
1: Oh, my God, dude, you're, you're making me feel like Fred Savage at the beginning of Princess Bride, <laughs> complaining about a kissing book. Where's the sports
0: in this film? There is very little sports in this film. Um, but then but Burt Reynolds joins the seminar as well because he kind of wants to get closer to her because he sort of realizes that he has feelings for her. And it sort of plays out along those lines. I mean, there are some great moments along the way. Like I said, there's some there's some hilarious like little zippy one-liners. There's this awesome um, scene. So Bert Reynolds decides to write the book, and he's just recording everything in a dictaphone. And he decides to go and sit. They're having this one of those classic sort of like footballers' parties around someone's big mansiony house. Um, so all the players are there and they're drinking. And um, Brian Dennehy's in it, kind of a youngish Brian Dennehy. Although Brian Dennehy.
1: Brian
0: Dennehy, Brian Dennehy. Um, he is in FX Murder by Illusion. He's in oh, the Belly him. of an Architect. Awesome. Not, not, the, not the Aussie one, the sort of big American oh. guy.
1: Oh, okay. I'm going to have to look him up, I think.
0: He's to in remind he's belly of him. an Architect. Um, he's like a... I'm trying to think of something really mainstream he's in, but he's a perennial... Like, uh, American character actor. He's, he's he's a bit oh, him.
1: Yep. Sorry, I have just looked him up. Brian he Denhe- I, t- I never would have got the name, but yes, he's awesome in everything. Yes, yes he is. But on. in this,
0: he just plays one of those completely deranged footballers. So basically, <laughs> um, they're all having this party in the bar one night, and uh, he just sort of eats a glass in front of people. And then they go to this party that Burt Reynolds is sitting in the toilet doing his memoirs, and he's dangling a girl off the roof just because oh he's. Just you know, he's one of those like classic sort of like animal kind of characters, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so Burt Reynolds is in in the toilet doing his memoirs, and people keep trying to come in and use the toilet, and which so, they would, I suppose, yeah, exactly. So party. he's got these great lines. He's all, like, just, he shouting out the door, like, "Go shit in your hat," or like, <laughs> <laughs> another one, he goes, just shit and push it under the door." Like he, just, yeah. he he's just, he's just, he's very laconic, very kind of like. And then in that toilet, uh, Christopherson and Yolanda come and tell him they've got engaged. And that sort of sets things off. Um,
1: How far through the film are we at this party where he's telling people to play? Oh, I guess we're
0: about 45 minutes in. 35 to 45 minutes in. It's not a particularly long movie, which is um, in some ways a blessing because it doesn't need to be. It tells a story quite efficiently, it gets in, it gets out, kind of thing. you can probably tell from this, I enjoyed it. I don't think it's the greatest movie ever made, and it's certainly not the greatest sports movie ever made because there's just not that much sport in it. But um, it's a, like I, 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 kind of think like at the time, Christopherson and Reynolds together is a bit of a heavy hitters combo, you know? Yeah, definitely. And they both yeah. have fine beards, and they, uh, yeah, they work well together. It's a great little interplay between the two of them, and it does never get nasty, which is really nice, you know. You get all these love triangle movies where it just gets. A bit like cringy, and people are being a bit too nefarious on each other's backs. And this never gets nasty. It's got a really great seventies end sequence. Um, and there's some, you know, the the evil character is this guy who's running the the kind of the, cult, the personality cult or whatever, the self help cult kind of thing, who is yeah. also in Cannibal Run.
1: He's oh, see. Dude, which one's um, he in Cannibal Run?
0: You know, the two guys on the on the motorbike. There's the fat one. Who's yeah. riding the motorbike, and then there's his the guy who's like the businessman dude who's pretending to be his wife.
1: Oh yes, oh yes, yeah. yes. Okay, I've
0: got him. Yeah, so he's, he's like he's taking this business meeting, and then he just jumps on, <laughs> just gets on a motorbike, and just drives yeah. up the back of a plane, and then parachutes. It's him. He's the leader of the culty thing. Um, and it's a great scene where he gets hit, so the, you know that justice is done. But uh, in general, uh, yeah, I'm not going to tell you how it pans out. Don't want to be spoilerific. No. But it is a very gently played love triangle. With a couple of very charismatic leading men and a great leading lady who's just particularly cool, and yeah, I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed every minute of it. Actually, I, I kind of like. I would have liked maybe a bit more football in there, but then again, like it wasn't. Oh, and you've got Carl Weathers, which gives it a sporting pedigree as well.
1: Carl Weathers, Carl Weathers. Oh wait a minute, he's he's Apollo, isn't he? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So oh, you know, yeah. come back awesome. to Rocky again. Oh, that's cool.
0: I love him. Yeah, yeah. he's great. Um, so yeah, it's just like I say. It's it's uh, it's quite it's quite slick. It's quite snappy. It's nice and short. And you could do an awful lot worse than sit down okay. with a semi tough. If you if you like a bit of Burt Reynolds and if you like a bit of sort of seventies him being charming, then uh, then this is for me. This is a solid B minus. Awesome.
1: Well, I mean, it does sound good. I, I mean, the thing is, you gave me a baseball film with not quite enough baseball. And you've given yourself an American football film with not enough American football. But apart from that, I'd say sports movies is going very well. Yeah,
0: I haven't really enjoyed my time there so far.
1: Yeah, Now, because the thing is, I would like to say that like, I did enjoy, it wasn't a terrible grind watching my film. I enjoyed hmm. it. That's the thing. That's why I felt a bit sad giving it a seat. Would but you watch it again? It a bit of a seat. No, I don't think
0: so. Yeah, see, I think I might just I might slip semi tough on some afternoon.
1: Yeah, semi tough sounds quite yeah quite fun.
0: If you, it's going to be one of those terrible things that we where where it sounds totally nebulous. But if you like this sort of thing, you will definitely like this sort of thing. (laughs) Brilliant. Moving on then (laughs) to the third film I picked All Stars, which I knew was also not going to be a serious movie. Now I thought that had a couple of things to recommend it. On paper, it seemed very much like it was going to be a comedy, yes, in the vein of Best in Show, or Uh, Waiting for Guffman, or yeah, hundred percent, One of those guys. I mean, you've got Fred Willard for a start, who's a staple of those movies.
1: Yes, exactly. So, just to anyone, Fred, so Fred Willard, he does um, in Best in Show, he does the really funny commentary of the actual dog show towards the end and he's one of the funniest bits about the last sort of 20 minutes of the of the film yeah yeah and he's he's great and um and he's one of the best things in this and in this he plays um the sort of head of the league yeah i mean I let's, essentially so so have, I mean, no it's 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 if you got the have you got the synopsis to hand dude are you gonna, well, I can, are I you can gonna do go with it off the top it? of my
0: head really um go uh essentially so it is about a softball league for girls under 10 and mm-hmm. essentially, it focuses on the different portions of the league. We we look at the we you know we have the the umpires and we have the owner of the league. But it really is uh, focused on the parents in many ways. Um, yeah. Added to the parents, you've got obviously you've got the kids, but we don't really hear a lot from them. Um, and we've got their coach, who was a sort of he moved away because his daughter became a successful softball player and he was a sort of decent softball coach and now he's moved back and he's coaching not very proficient sort of 16-year-old softball players but completely hopeless, never played the game before 10-year-olds, essentially. And it's sort of the struggle of him versus the pushy parents to get this team licked into shape for the uh, for the season.
1: Yeah, and the whole thing, is, it's called All-Stars as well because... It's all about, they're in this sort of team, but it's they all want to, um, they're moving towards getting picked for the All-Stars team at the end of the season. Yes. That's quite key. And one other quick thing is just, it, this is All-Stars from 2014, because there's an All-Stars from 2013. Which, which is, is about, about street dancing. dance, I think, yeah. Yeah, which sounds awesome. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, like I say, I thought this was going to be, like one of those movies. I, why do I want to keep calling them Second Street? Is that what they're called? They have a. There is a sort of name for those guys.
1: What for for the Christopher Guesty films?
0: Yeah, for the Christopher Guesty films. I'm sure they have a sort of um, a company name, like a rep company name. I could be right. wrong. If
1: I, I don't know. I don't know if, enough if about that. If someone I mean, knows
0: that, could they please let us know? Because um, yeah, I've do. looked on the internet and I can't find it, and it's doing my head in. Um, yeah. But yes. And, the, and it starts off very much that way. It's classically that sort of, like, locked-off shot on the of people on the sofa doing talking heads to an interviewer. Yeah,
1: loads of talking head interviews. And, I mean, basically it does... I mean, we've already mentioned Best in Show in this podcast mm. before. It's definitely a film I love. And
0: to the instead, depths of, of my soul.
1: Yeah, instead of dogs and a competition at the end, it's got little girls and softball. Yeah. And it feels exactly like that kind of film, only... I didn't find it at all funny, not really even once. Where do you stand on this bed? Well,
0: this thing is when I when I was gearing up for this, I thought I really hoped that you and I had differing opinions on this. Because I really would have loved to have given us both a movie that I would have gone, Oh, it just wasn't very good, was it? And you would go, well, no, actually I think it was really great for these reasons and that I wouldn't have wasted both of our time and I've just wasted my own time and like there is there is one thing I laughed at and it wasn't an out loud laugh it was a sort of an inner chuckle right um in that uh, I quite like the way they did the font, and me, that is damning with faint praise, isn't it? Like oh, oh, the wow, most God. interesting Dude, thing. We've about got something the we disagree
1: font. on. I didn't like the font. I understood the reasons behind it because it's exactly the kind of font that the people doing this kind of league would use. But I really hated it within the film because I hate that
0: font so much. <laughs> it is Comic Sans, and it is because really I did this. Um, I made this sort of promotional video for a local yoga instructor, and um, well, sort of it was actually sort of. Yeah, well, Yogantra is close enough, but her website mm. was all co- Comic Sans, and it's just it's I very can't bear it, it. like. As soon as that font came up, I just I, I thought like you've nailed it, great. That's that maybe I have a bit of faith in you because you've done it like a cheap local production company is making this sort of um, this video about the Little League.
1: But you know when people save the word, they have a little flyer and they have the word look, and they put two little eyes in the double yes. O of look. Comic Sans and the sort of goggly eyes look. <laughs> Is, as far as I'm concerned, as low as marketing
0: can go. It's entirely true. But that's why, that's why I like the use of it in this. I thought, that, I thought that was maybe a signifier that they were quite self-aware. Um, mm. But the problem was, the problem is with the movie, is that, yeah, it's just not very funny. And it's full of people acting. And unfortunately, mm. they've, got, they've managed to get Fred Willard in, who's, who's a great actor mm. and great at this kind of stuff. But he's, part, he's an ensemble cast guy.
1: Yeah, and, and it's got a very it's definitely it feels like that um that mockumentary style it feels like lots of ad libbing going on it feels quite um you know certain scenes anyway feel yeah. like they're quite um oh, what's the uh, sorry um what's the word when you make it go along thank you god's like embarrassing <laughs> it feels quite improvised improvisa-
0: <laughs> <laughs> improvisational <laughs> Thank
1: you. <laughs> I've totally forgotten how to speak. Oh. It feels like it feels all those things, only not funny. And it's just it's it's the poly it's it, it has the politics and intrigues of the the league administrators it's got the annoying pushy manipulative parents who are supposed to be funny but they're not funny well no because it's they're a really nice and as well like, dude you, you and i have daughters between us don't we well i was going to bring and, this up <laughs> we are both parents and, and we we should be predisposed to like this yes, stuff exactly. you know we know what it's like to have pushy parents and competitive be around competitive parenting and to, to be honest, the best thing about this film was the rather sweet kids, but they, they're they not actually in it enough. You know, in ways, one of the most sort of like realistic bits. Do you remember when right near the beginning, they, they've they got to come up with a name for their own little team and they come up with a game, name like sort of, uh, is it Hairy Ketchup Bottles? Yeah, or the Hairy Ketchup Bottles, which sounds like an awful most... euphemism, quite frankly. <laughs> yeah, I know, it does. But that felt like the most realistic thing. You know, mm. that felt like a genuine, you can imagine like silly girls, well, silly yeah, boys coming up with a silly name like that. There's a like scene that, you where like, I mean? there's
0: this girl who's never there. Mm. And then she turns up to play. And then halfway through, she wanders off to go and pick flowers. And I was like, I was halfway in between just thinking, you know what, if, that, if she was five, yes. Now she's 10, it's all just a bit contrived. And that's yeah. the thing. It's all just a bit contrived. And to be able to do what those guys do and do brilliantly, you have to be so good. The Best in Show is incredible. Mm. I mean, Spinal Tap, obviously. Um, waiting for Guffman. Incredible, yeah. Um, yeah. but I also think they have their misses. Like, uh, oh, and mm. a mighty wind actually, which just gets better every time I see. Is it mighty wind?
1: Yeah, yeah. mighty wind.
0: Yeah. Um, see, I don't, I, uh, I, don't think for your consideration is is amazing. It's
1: no, it's a bit dark as well, isn't it? It's, it's, yeah, I mean, I just find it quite depressing. It's yeah, it good. Depressing. It's well done, but it's depressing. But it's not. Yeah. But it's
0: not that sort of like. It's a, yeah. It's not that. It doesn't have that warmth that the other ones have no. in a weird way. Like I say, so even they don't fire brilliantly hundred percent of the time. I mean, the, the hit rate is pretty, pretty imp- really amazing. But you have to be so good to do it, and there's a reason. I think that we're not flooded with with copycat movies because, in a, in a sort of ideal world, you go great. All I need is a structure. Yeah, I give people exactly. a structure, and, that- and I wind them up, and I just let them go, and then this could be fantastic as long as it's covered properly. You're in, you're in gold. But and as as well
1: though, the, I mean, the thing is that this has got quite a good cast. As in, we've already mentioned Fred Willard, but like we've got Mike Haggerty. Who's that sort of older guy with the yeah. moustache? You know, he he's he's a great character actor, and he plays the character. You know, he's just like he played a mean janitor in a few episodes for Friends, didn't he? And he he's very much like that in this. He's, he's a, great in loads of things. Like he's just one of those classics. Yeah,
0: yeah. and we have got and you've Seth got Morris is Angela really Kinsey,
1: like. who's the um, Angela Kinsey, who's the uptight girlfriend in the American Office. Oh, I've um, never watched it. I know, well, I, I really got into I it, know. I she's remember, great yeah. in that.
0: and um, You've got Ileana and... Douglas, for God's sake. You've got, like... Oh, yeah, she's awesome. You've got and, one of the yeah, one, exactly. one of the Scorsese's, like, premium players. And she's very good in this, but then she's very good in everything.
1: Like, There are some good performances in this, really, but it's
0: just... But not by the parents, I'd say, quite frankly, because I didn't no, really the buy parents a single the... one of them. Or the coach.
1: No, exactly.
0: Um, no. And Fred Willard was, you know, sort of just going by the numbers. And, oh, you've got... Um, Richard
1: Kind. He's in... Like a serious man, he's just another oh, yes. character. yeah, yeah, no, yeah. CRM. I know. Yes, I was like, going to mention got a cool him as well. Face. He's, he's great,
0: but yeah. God, I, I'm really trying to say something positive about this. But I think like the majority of the cast is a bit weak, mm. quite frankly. The parents, and particularly. It just and... none, none of them really rang true is a the thing. there was just none of yeah, them. Yeah,
1: yeah. Like there was that ridiculous one. Like one of them's like
0: one of them's like a pawn shop
1: owner, and there was all that sort of stuff about. Yeah. Like when he first got together, like oh yeah, I shagged her and I didn't remember it and stuff. I don't know. Just it was like really childish. But the thing is, okay, so. We've disagreed about the font. Lance Kinsey. Can we talk about Lance, please?
0: Yes, go. Talk about Lance. Okay.
1: Lance Kinsey, people. He wrote this. He directed this. He plays the coach of the girls in Mm -hmm. this. Uh, The coach is called... The character is called Lance. Now, he was Proctor in the Police Academy movies. Yes, he was. From the second Police Academy movie onwards. He wasn't in the first one. And um, I just want to... I... the, the, the only enjoyment I got out of this film, or the main enjoyment I got out of this film, which I, I wouldn't go as far as to say I hated this film because I feel like it had its heart in the right place in a way, you know, but I really liked seeing his face again. <laughs> you know, when in episode three of our podcast, we talked about the boyfriend school from 1990, which had the young Steve episode Gutenberg. Episode I
0: think you'll find, Johnny. Is it? it was yeah, it episode, rock two. episode two. Oh my. If you like oh rock and you haven't heard it, go and check that out because the boyfriend school <laughs> is really quite good. <laughs> Yeah,
1: but it got us all, we really enjoyed thinking about the lovely Steve Guttenberg mm. and um, reminiscing about that time in the late 80s and early 90s when he was in quite a lot of big budget movies. Anyway, there was something about seeing Proctor from Police Academy and I just kept on imagining and remembering his gurning sort of face because he played Proctor <laughs> in the Police Academy. Was he was he was, He's a kind of preening, idiotic, yeah. obsequious goon. He's, and, and later on he's sou- sidekicked to that shouty... Um, Captain I know, Harris. I've
0: not seen Beyond Priest Academy Two. To be honest with you,
1: oh, haven't you? No, oh, okay. I never well, I haven't seen them all, but four, I've four, seen five, one, six.
0: two. Okay,
1: I've got up to four. I saw three and four in the cinema. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'd, I've never seen five or, or onward. Um, but either way, mm. the point is that Proctor was a really, is he, he? was genuinely quite a funny creation. Sure. I kept thinking about his his sort of ridiculous face. So watching this film, seeing Lance Kinsey. Working again, I was just quite pleased to see him. Well, he know in an awful like lot of those kind of um,
0: <laughs> terrible sort of like uh, Wayne's Brothers style. Like he's in I don't know if they went. He's in Loaded Weapon One. He's in Silence of the Hams. Yeah,
1: yeah I think he might have been in Wayne's World actually. Uh, I think well, he might have been as well actually for some reason. I can't I can't remember. But yeah, I just I enjoyed seeing him him again. Mm-hmm. And but I just don't think he quite he he didn't do it, did he? It's just not no, It's, it's just, not funny I'm enough. It's
0: sure just, just not that good. No. Nice try, honourable mention, um, yeah. but not that honourable because yeah. it's just there's nothing really about it, unfortunately.
1: One other thing I'd just like to say is that I was pleased that one of the games, because you do, like going back to the sports films, you do see a couple of actual games in this, you do. which is good, but I was pleased that a plot point revolved around the infle- infield fly rule. Because it's just I've grown up with my dad (laughs) wittering on about the infield fly rule because, you know, that sort of thing where when you're down the pub, people used to talk about, oh, try and explain um, the offside rule. The offside rule. Yeah. Like, honestly, the offside rule, you know, it's one of those things is like it's surprisingly hard to explain it when you actually come to try and articulate it. But it's actually a very simple rule to understand. The infield fly rule is ridiculous. Impossible to understand. <laughs> it's a really bizarre, like funny rule. And my dad, whenever he would this meet Americans, were, were trying to challenge the line them. or
0: outside the line thing. It, right?
1: it, it, it's all to do with certain fly balls, and though they're and 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 if they're going to basically that though caught before the ball is caught, and even if the infielder fails to catch it, the umpires sort of declare it as being an infield fly. Means that the person It's really yeah weird. I, yeah fine. I'm, I'm happy to. I don't that. need to go into I'll further to detail. <laughs> But anyway, so, I was just pleased that it had the infield fly
0: rule. Saving Graces. Um there's a cameo at the end, which I quite enjoyed. Yes. And in some ways I quite like how it ends. Hmm. I quite like the fact okay. that it did end as well. But I uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a
1: slightly sucker punchy kind of end isn't I quite it? like the yeah.
0: way it ends because I think it that took that took some balls. But at the same time, Mm. they then destroyed that with the credit sequence. And mm. I think I also, I'm going to have to confess, I didn't watch all the credits because there was some, I think, some blooper real thing going on in that. that I just, just, I've watched enough of this movie. I didn't need to see, I, you know what? I would have been really angry if that had been funny. Because yeah, it meant that it just wasn't. left all the funny stuff on the floor. So I just figured, you know, what well, I'm going to leave it where it is. But they do this um, awful like roundup of like post- the thing, but what makes yeah. what what I find really weird about that is that it's everyone. So these kids are ten, right? But the mm-hmm. weird roundup they do is all post college, and considering the film is made in two thousand fourteen and feels very twenty fourteen, it's really really weird. Yeah, these ten year olds going, oh, she graduated college and became a therapist. You're like, what? Yeah. You mean? You mean in fifteen years' time? <laughs> she
1: invented the hoverboard. Exactly.
0: We'll be living on the moon then. There's just there's, 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 all these little tiny. Yeah, every one of them. All the girls have these like these quirky things, and you're just like, no, absolutely not. Don't tell me about these kids. Tell me like next year what they did. Fine. I think it's kind of it's kind of hokey, and I'm not a big fan of it. But you know, tell me next year. Don't tell me what happened to them in fifteen <laughs> years' time. I'm just gonna say it right now. Don't watch this movie. Yeah, it's not bad enough to be an E, but it's certainly in my D camp because it's just—it's an unfunny comedy that's kind of been has all the subtlety of someone wearing boxing gloves.
1: Yeah, no, I'm 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 totally in agreement. I, I also though did want you to. I was hoping you liked it so we could yeah. disagree, but yeah, it turns out we both agree it's rubbish. Cause the thing we, I definitely think we disagree about comedy quite often. We have some, we have some areas of agreement, but every now and then mm. I'm surprised at a film that you like. And I bet you're probably surprised that I like, I don't know, Blades of Glory, for example.
0: Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say we agree more than we disagree, but still. Yeah, maybe. But either way, we agree on this. It's yes, not we, funny. It's not funny. Do something else. Yeah. Um, We've got this film that isn't funny yes. we've got one film that I really enjoyed I don't think it's the greatest film ever but if you like a bit of uh Burt Reynolds laugh and some some wise cracks mm. and just fancy spending you know an hour and forty five minutes in the company of some some slick people definitely go and watch and we've got a film that uh you sort of recommend
1: yeah i I sort of recommend is is, is broadly true it's it's good to it was good to watch once it's too long but it's, it's a nice story, fairly well told, if, I think in the a fact slightly that
0: it's, toothless way. The fact, that it's a, the fact that it's a true story actually is the one thing that makes me slightly interested in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, we've got these. Where are we going to go next, Johnny?
1: Oh, dude, I have been thinking long and hard. And by long and hard, I mean literally today for about five minutes. Yeah, that um, is quite long and hard. <laughs> no, I have been thinking about it. And I don't know whether to go with music. I'm quite keen that we do musicals, but there oh, aren't... I'm, but the musicals are all Bollywood ones, and I kind of, I want us to do Bollywood because I really don't know much about Bollywood films. Although I've, def- I've seen a few in my time, but I kind of, I,
0: I, I've one or two, but nothing. I you know. feel
1: like we really need to think about it and choose a sub a subgenre within Bollywood, you know, and get it right.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: Because there's so many different, you know, types,
0: and. Uh
1: and then I wanted murder mysteries because I was really in the mood for a murder mystery, but Mm. they don't really, you know, apart from Gosford Park, you don't really get murder mysteries anymore. You know, it's
0: all... You're right, actually, Gosford Park is the last proper murder mystery I can think of. Basically, Mm. we could watch Gosford Park and we could watch Clue. (laughs) Oh, I love Clue. Um,
1: Flames, on the side of my face.
0: Um, (laughs) that actress has
1: died now, I think. Um, She died a while ago, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. Mm. Yeah, I think I only discovered she died recently or Uh, something. But anyway, yeah, I love Clue. Um, yeah, so, uh, so those were two things I felt like. And then yeah. <laughs> just in that way, that when you look through Netflix, you know, I don't know whether you've noticed, but if you look on the um, on the app version of Netflix, yeah. if you click on a character's, you know, on an actor's name, oh, you yeah. can see all the films with him in. Yes. Basically, I clicked on Charles Bronson and <laughs> was suddenly presented with a whole load of 70s Charles Bronson one and was going to suggest our next episode be a Charles Bronson episode because I thought that'd be quite fun, because I've not seen a lot of his more sort of trashy 70s films. I've no, no, I've seen I know. just know and love him in. Um, you know, uh, Magnificent Seven and The Great Escape. Mm. So, but I don't know. But then I just thought maybe we should go for horror, because we keep on by mistake coming along, horror, coming across horror. We didn't this time, I'm pleased to say. But I thought maybe we should just embrace it, do another horror horror one, and um, maybe choose an interesting subgenre. Absolutely. And I think we should do found footage, handheldy horror.
0: Oh, there's so much of
1: it, and I know it's rubbish, but that's the thing. I think there's so much of it. We can do our podcast service by going through, finding hopefully three interesting films. That maybe there'll be idea. some good stuff.
0: Yeah, because I'm predisposed to think they're probably all going to be wank. But yeah. if we can find <laughs> at least one good one, I'll be really happy with it. Because frankly, yeah. I love the Blair Witch. I, yeah, I can't believe they've remade the Blair Witch Project. I
1: just saw only today. I saw a poster on the side of a bus, and I thought, "Am I dreaming? Have they actually remade it? I didn't know this."
0: <laughs> I can't see any reason on earth to do this like it was all i remember but like being sucked into the marketing for that movie being like reading the websites and stuff before i yeah. knew it was just marketing for a movie like it was amazing and i still think the movie's brilliant
1: yeah well i i watched it not that long ago i think i mentioned that in a previous podcast because when we were talking about sick making i find it because i'm a wuss yeah and in fact, watching it, it particularly stands up because it does look so realistically handheld and scene making. Yeah, you know, and it, it really looks like what it is. People it are, like is badly, pretty holding bloody a scary. Camera. Yeah, terrifying. Yeah,
0: great. No, found footage horror is. I'm fully okay. signed up to that. Give me a big tick. Okay, awesome. Now we have been vacillating at slightly about what genres choose. So. I'm going to put the shout out once again. If anyone out there listening has any genre they'd like us to cover or even a specific movie that they've seen on Netflix they can't be bothered to watch and they'd like us to do it for them, then please get in touch. You can get us on Twitter at Mm -hmm. WeWatchAnything or Gmail wewatchanything at gmail.com there's even a wewatchanything facebook page although frankly we haven't done much with it so it's not the world's most exciting place <laughs> to hang out but you can still find us on the facebook's so if you want to suggest a movie or a genre for us to hit that would um get you involved and or also make us happy make us happy and reduce our selection time <laughs> thanks everyone out there for listening and Jono I'll uh, catch you next time later dude bye peace, peace out
1: BRRRR <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>